Hello, beautiful people, and thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Knowing Place podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Smith. If you get a chance, go over to theknowingplace.net and check out my website. Um, have some links there to my blog. Also, there's some links at the top of the page there to my store. You can pick up a mug or a t-shirt if you don't mind. Um, and just show some support. I'm also on social media as well. But tonight's episode is very intriguing, very interesting, and very encouraging. This is episode 18, Aloha from Japan, featuring Miss Trish Collier. She's going to take us on a journey, an incredible journey from Japan to South Africa to Hawaii, back to the States in Alabama on her journey to ultimately reuniting and meeting for the first time in her memory, her birth mother. So stay with us. Check it out and hear this incredible story of love found anew. Thanks again so much for joining us. We'll be right back in a minute. All right, y'all, we're back tonight. And as I promised, I have a very special guest with me, Miss Trish Collier. She's going to share with us, guys, a incredible story, an encouraging story of finding... I guess we could say new love, reuniting with love, and we're just going to let her tell her story tonight. So Trish, welcome. Thanks for joining us tonight. Hi, how are you? Doing okay, doing okay. Thanks so much. And I just, when I heard your story, I just wanted other people to hear it because it's it's just the type of story that I love to hear. And I think it's, we need more stories like this of, of, uh, of you know, newfound love and reconnecting with those that we need in our lives, I think. So just kind of take us through the beginning of your journey with reuniting with your mother. Um, well, my father had passed away three years ago. So my father uh, raised me in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I've relocated now to Florida. But when he passed away, um, you know, it was, you know, it was hard. My father and my father raised me. He was military. So I came from a military background mm-hmm. and um, he always told me I was born. I was from Hawaii. He always told me that <laughs> I never saw my birth certificate, never knew anything um, about my biological mother. The only thing he told me was that, um, that my mother and him were married um, in, in Japan and then they went to Hawaii and then from the Hawaii went to California and then they got divorced in California. That was the story he always told me. And that, um, when they got divorced, um, you know, they went to, um, fight for custody and she never showed up. So he, back in the seventies, he got automatic custody of me at that time. So that was the story he told me and that he was never able to, to find her after that, so to speak. Um, so I was, so, you know, the story just kind of got, I would always ask questions about my mother cause I wanted to know, because I know I didn't look like my father who is, um, he's from Scott, he's from Scotland. He's born in Nebraska, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, and I, you know, and I obviously look very Asian, you know? Right. So, so um, you know, I, I had identity issues, you know, um, at that time. And my dad was an engineer. He, well, he was in the Marine Corps and then he was a pilot in the Marine Corps and he was an engineer. And then he, and he was a single parent. So he traveled, um, for these companies. So he would send me to his parents' house in Michigan to live with them for sometimes years, months, while I would go across the country overseas to work as a field engineer. And then, um, you know, he ended up, marrying a South African woman in South Africa. So he flew me to South Africa. And even there, when we lived in South Africa, this is when I was still in elementary school. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I remember flying there and, and we had to refuel in the Ivory Coast and I flew by myself. flew into oh, wow. And I'm thinking to myself, Oh, I'm going to Africa. Like I'm thinking it's going to be, um, you know, I'm going to see, you know, lions, tigers, and bears, you know, right. as soon as I get there. And um flew into Johannesburg, which, you know, is just like any other city. But then the my 
father and his fiance lived in Pretoria, which is about an hour drive, which is the capital of South Africa. And so driving the drive from Johannesburg to South Africa was very um, like you were like you were, you know, driving through the desert, so to speak. But um, so and even when I lived in South Africa, which is so funny that um, they this is before apartheid. So they didn't know how to classify me because, you know, South Africa, you're white or black, you know? Um, and so it took a while before they would even allow me into the school. So once again, here I am with these same identity issues that I've, I've had, you know, growing up, you know? Right. right. Um, and, you know, and kids are mean at that age. When you're at that age, I can remember, um, even when I stayed with my grandparents in Michigan uh, prior to me traveling overseas is that they would say, Oh, did your mom hit you in the face with a frying pan? <laughs> oh, they, wow. would me, they would call me flat face. And then, you know, I had freckles, which was odd for someone of Asian descent to have freckles, you know? And so they would say, Oh, you know, call me freckle face or whatever. And then I remember my dad telling me that they were angel kisses and that. So then I would come back and, I was like, well, I've got angel kisses and you don't. <laughs> so, <All right. laughs> but um, so, you know, it's pretty much my story. I mean, we went to South Africa. My father married a South African woman. We came back to the States. Um, um, and when we came back to the States, we came to Huntsville. My father worked for a company called Intergraph. And um, so we he bought a house in Madison. And then I went to um, Madison Middle um, elementary. And then I went on to Bob Jones, but once again, I get to Alabama where at that time was still, you're white or you're black, <laughs> you know, right. So right. I'm still, I'm still following this identity issue that I've had. So, um, because, you know, everybody around me never, there's nobody that ever looked like me, you know? Right. So I get to Madison middle and uh, I was in seventh grade and, um, you know, and I was fine, you know, cause I think, you know, once you're in middle school, they don't really, they're not as mean as they are in elementary, you know, I think right. you're trying to find yourself and find, you know, your group of friends, you know, but right. it was weird because only people of color took me in naturally and just spoke to me and made me feel comfortable, you know, Wow. And, um, before, you know, anybody you know, um, anyone else in Huntsville. So, um, and, that, and I was still fine. I went to Bob Jones. I mean, I played basketball. Um, you know, I was a cheerleader. I did a number of different things when I was in um, school. And But my father still traveled a lot. And as I got older and got a car, um, him, him and his South African wife, they had um, divorced. Um so then we moved to Huntsville when they divorced. And so I transferred to Butler High School at that time. Mm -hmm. And then once again, <laughs> I had to find, <laughs> and Butler's a, you know, a much tougher school than Bob Jones is, right? Right. So once again, I found myself in a predicament again where you were either white or black, you know? <laughs> so, uh, um, but then again, you know, still people of color still took me in, took me under their wing. And, um, you know, I've met um, some wonderful people that I'm still friends with today from um, even from elementary school. But, you know, um, but, you know, yeah, I was fine in social circles, but I was in, you know, guest girls at Butler. So it's not I was accepted by my peers, you know. Right. Um, and. um so, you know, I think, so then, but all this time, I've always still wondered, I've always asked questions about my, my mother with my father, and he would just kind of, kind of would just give me the same type of story. He, he's tried to find her, but couldn't find her, you know? So um, I always wanted to know if I had sisters or brothers. So, you know, then as I, you know, moved on and, you know, went to school and whatever and moved my dad traveled. So my dad traveled all the time. So I would always stay with my friend's family um, right. um, when he was gone. And um, so I kind of like just made a piece of everybody's family, part of my family. So yeah. Yeah, I still right. go back and they'll say, Oh, Trisha's my cousin. And, you know, people are like, you know, they obviously know we're not cousins, but I lived with them, you know? So like Janet right. sells, I know, you know, Janet from back in the day and 
all those right. one of the families I lived with and uh, lived with Jerry Kimbrough. You know, I lived with, you know, a number of different people that right. just kind of took me in and just, um, and still, you know, love me for me, you know? And then, um, and they all knew my story that I was still looking for my mom and every, pretty much everyone knew that. Um, right. So then my father, like I'm going back now to where my father had passed away three years ago. And, um, and, I, and when the internet and everything came back, you know, when came, you know, cause obviously I started, we had dummy terminals that so tells you my age, but um, I would still, I'd go online and I would say daughter looking for her mother. You know, I had her maiden name. Uh, I wasn't quite sure of her birthday, but there was this one particular lady's name that kept coming up. And my mother's maiden name was Yutako Katsuki. And um, um, so uh, and middle names is a Western world thing. So, you know, Asian people, did, they don't have middle names. Oh, no middle names in the Asian culture, huh? Yeah. Wow. Well, before you before you go further, that or Trish, I want to I want to ask. Um, was there a reason you think? Do you know why your dad didn't want you to, or do you think he didn't want you to know who your mother was, or what? What did you take from that? What did you figure from? Uh, well, you know, it's funny because I actually have one memory. I had one memory in California, and. Um, whether, I don't know if it was true or if it wasn't true because I did ask him about it, but he just kind of like brushed it off. But I had a memory that I was swinging on a sling in our apartment complex in California. Mm -hmm. And then it started to, um, storm, you know, like have earthquakes and whatever there. And, and I remember a taxi cab pulling up and I, my mother calling me to get into the, like, you know, come here, like to get into the car and then um she tried to pull me in the car and I got scared you know because you could tell she was trying to like take me and right. then I, she let go and then I ran home and and it's funny because I have that vivid memory and I and it's I don't know if it was dream or if it was actually true because he never confirmed it for me as oh, I got older wow. you know so, wow yeah um, so I used to think that she tried to kidnap me and that's why she didn't have any visitation rights, you know, or something, or I, I really wasn't quite sure at that point. He just said she never showed up, you know, she just, you know, they got, got divorced. She never showed up. He didn't never tell me why he didn't tell you know, so I assume maybe she loved him, you know, he was my father, you know, he was the one that took care of me. So I, I didn't know. You know? Wow. Um, so, um, but even as my, as we got older, my father, I remember one of the told me is that he never wanted me to depend on a man. He was, that was his biggest thing. He's like, whatever you do, make sure that you're self-sufficient. Like, I don't want you to ever. And now looking back, I wonder if he was telling me that because maybe he left now that I met my mother, that that's the predicament that he had left her in. You know what I mean? Right. So, um. Wow. So going a little bit forward, so my father had passed away three years ago, and me and my father's relationship was a very, um, I knew he loved me, and I loved him, um, and, you know, and he wasn't prejudiced by any means, you know, he was, he was a Marine, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. kind of like, you know, kind of like football teams, you know, if you put on the jersey, they don't see any color, you know what I mean? It's it's, uh, it's kind of the same thing, and 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 some military, um, um, I'm not saying all, but you know, right. Uh, backgrounds. Um, so he, but he just wasn't like, I knew he loved me. He always, he bought me stuff all the time. So, I mean, I wasn't the best driver. So it's like, he bought me a new car all the time. I called him guilt gifts because he was never around. Like he didn't come to any of my games. He didn't come to any of my cheerleading events you know um right so i just kind of felt like they were guilt gifts at the time and and i i still i mean i loved him and i knew he loved me but it's just kind of like you know um it just we weren't we weren't close but we were close if that makes any sense you know right we don't have anything bad exactly. to say about each other but we just don't and like you said he tried he traveled a lot too right so he wasn't he did he was he was gone a lot so guilt gifts to make up for not being around you feel like 
that. And I think that, you know, as a man, I felt like he, just as long as he provided for me, you know? Right. Right. I felt like he felt like that was enough, you know? Right. Um, And you also said, um, you said that in South Africa, you couldn't even start school because they couldn't figure out whether to call you black or white. Right. Or whatever yeah. they call you. Yeah, and so you couldn't even go to school time, yet. Yeah, during that time, it was, a, it was apartheid. So I was homeschooled at that time. And I had a nanny that was of color. She was of, like, northern Sutu. And, um, um, you know, she took care of me, you know? So. Wow. Was, yeah. So it was. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was, it was very odd because people still stared at me. I, it didn't matter where I went. I still got stared at at that time. Yeah, I think during, um, you know, I'm a product of the Vietnam War. So when all the American soldiers were going over there to, to fight, you know, right. and then some of them came back with these Asian wives. Well, uh, you know, a lot of people had died during that war. So, you know, people didn't take very kindly to um, right. no matter what color you were, you know, I mean, but just, you know. Um, because they came back to America with these wives, you know, right. know. You know, I'm just trying to picture because, you know, I, I, I didn't know my mother's side of it until I met her, you know? Right. So, um, so like I said, you know, internet came around and I would, and I wouldn't do it all the time, but maybe every couple of years I might have some extra time and I would go online and I'll just type in my name, type in her name, seeing if, if, you know, if I can find her and, um. This, like I said, this one particular name kept coming up, and it was Utako K. Niece. And like I told you, Asian people, they don't have middle names. But remember, my mother's name was Utako Katsumi. So I kept thinking, like, that K was probably for her maiden name, you know? And then Niece is now maybe her married name. Right. So I've always felt like this person might be here. And she was in Ohio, Dayton, Ohio, of all places. Um and then in California, there's a ton of um, Utahos in, in California. And I knew that they got divorced in Orange County. There's some things that I knew. But um, but that was really about it. And I knew that my, um, I knew that my grandfather um, had a Buddhist temple that's still in our family that's uh, in Hiroshima called the Serenjean Temple. Um, so there's certain things that I did know and I have pictures and I had pictures of me and my mother and I had pictures of my grandfather. I had pictures, my parents' wedding pictures. I've had pictures. I just didn't know who this woman is. And I think my, my, I really wanted to know if I had brothers and sisters, you know, if I had any other siblings, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so three years um, after my, that, that very next year in October, which Oddly enough, was the month that my father had passed. And then my mother's birthday is also in October. Um, oh I ended up, you know, phone number and I called it. And a, a lady answered the phone. And I was like, hi. I was like, um, I was like, hi. I said, do you know a Robert Collier? And she was like, you know, she said, excuse me, was this? I said, you know, I believe um, that I might be your daughter. My name is Patricia. And then she said, can you tell me what your birthday is? And so I told her my birthday, which was May, May 29th. I was actually born on my father's birthday as well. So we share the same birthday. And um, she you know, it was the phone got silent and then she's like, Oh my gosh, Patricia Chan, you know, and then she um just started, you know, crying and mm-hmm. you just I think in shock, you know. Wow. And then um and then just trying to go back through the stages of, you know, like, is this really you? And um and then I told her that um my father had passed and and, um, you know, so she, it was, it was a lot to take in, you know, the first, the first conversation, you know? Right. And but, so um, how long has it been now since you, since you actually got in contact with your mother? So, um, three years. So it's three years. So yeah. So it's been two years now. So we're going on oh. the third year. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. This is beautiful. So yes. you find your mother long. It was a long winding road to get to this point, huh? 
Yes, and it ended up being the same woman who I thought I'd been looking at when, when I tell you like eight, nine years ago, the same woman that just kept coming up on my searches. Right. Um, it ended up being her. her. So she's in Ohio. Um, she's retired. She's um, she had been married two other times, had no other children. Um, she still uh, she never became an American citizen. She's still a Japanese citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked her why she didn't go back or why she's um, I guess for Asians, it's like a dishonor. You know, she didn't want to go back home without me. You know, she married somebody of that was an American, came to our country, and then, you know, and to come back and not have have her daughter, you know. Right. That. Um, wow. So, but she, she, you know, she gets her visa and pays her taxes so she's able to still stay and she's married now she's married an American but still never wanted to become a citizen but um so when I called her she flew up that very that that next weekend um so we talked throughout the week and just catching up and you know and of course you know I have a ton of questions and so I found out I still have a whole lot of family in Japan mm-hmm of course, my grandparents are passed away. I have two um, two aunts there that that were around me when I, you know, they were there when I was born, and um, so I'm the oldest of all the cousins. Um, oh, and my mother is the middle sister. So they have um, and like like I told you, our temple is still in our family. <laughs> Hey, y'all. Thanks once again for your support of The Knowing Place. If you would, go over to theknowingplace.net. It's a little podcast website that I've set up for more interaction. Um, I have a blog there. You can leave me a voice message or note. I've got links, too, on the page. One of the links is to my store where you can pick up a mug or a T-shirt, if you like. You can also check out my guest profiles on that website. So if you would, go over there, check out the website, click around some. Let me know what you think. Let's interact. Peace and love. So you were saying that your grandfather's temple, was he like the head of the temple? Is there in Japan or what was the affiliation with the? Yes, he was the, he was the head priest. Oh, wow. um, And his, like I said, he, and and also he wasn't there when the atomic bomb hit. Um, but I did have, um, my grandmother's sister did pass away from that, the atomic bomb back in night, I think it was 1945, but, um, tiles of our temple, um, you know, obviously we're still there and uh, it's funny because I can Google it and I can see the tile where my grandfather signed these tiles and sent them to certain people, certain military people. This is such a rich, this is such a rich heritage, Trish. Yeah, you no, know, I, I have, you know, I've had plans to go back to the motherland, so to speak, but right. then, you know, um, COVID had hit and then, you know, um, so, um, but I've got a whole slew of family. It's funny because, um, oh, going back to my, my mother saying that she had sisters. So she hadn't talked to her sisters. Like, it's like, remember I said, it's like a prideful thing or a shame or a shame maybe a right. shameful thing because she didn't have me. So also re reuniting with her also re back to her family in Japan. Wow. So, yeah. So she flew up that same weekend, um, met me and the kids and, um, and she was here for the weekend and, and it, it, it was funny because she, um, we look so much alike for one. So like I finally found someone that I look like. Right. So, yeah. So, um, and then she got to meet my, you know, I have a daughter and I have three sons. And so the whole family, um, got a chance to meet with her and, and spend time with her and, um, ask, you know, of course we ask all kinds of questions and, um, and it, you know, it was her birthday. So we got to celebrate her birthday and it, and um, 
Yeah, I'll have to see if I can find the recording. My son's girlfriend had recorded us at the airport mm-hmm. um, and send it to you. But she, it, it, so everything was good. Everything, you know, I got to show her around Florida, you know, took her to my, and, you know, we, it was nice. It was nice because um, it was a, a piece of my life that I didn't know much about. But I did find out that, you know, my father wasn't very nice to her. So the man that I grew up that I loved that took care of me, um, you know, you know, he brought my mother to the state. She couldn't speak any English. You know, he was on the military base and working and left her home alone with the baby. And, um, you know, so she became lonely and she was depressed and didn't have anyone to talk to, you know? And, um, and she told me that she did get the court papers to go to court, but she couldn't read them, you know? Um, so, you know, she was unhappy. She told my father that she wanted to leave because, you know, he was always at work and not coming home that she wanted to go, um, back to Japan. And he told her that, um, he told her that he, that she could leave, but she couldn't take me was an American citizen because I was born. So I found out I was born in Japan. <laughs> so, and, um, I was born in Irakuni on a military, um, base, mm-hmm. um, air force base. Cause my dad was a pilot and, um, and he, so she believed him. She thought it was the law, you know, she, she didn't know anything about America, you know, right. everything was foreign to, to her. So, um, and that's the reason why, you know, but she yeah. said that, you know, she always tried to see me by, you know, um, she had got remarried to another, another person that was also in the military that tried to help her and then find, you know, tried, but my, my father wouldn't, you know, he fought her tooth and nail for me, yeah. you know, and I don't know what his reasoning was behind that, you know, um, you know, obviously he never spoke, he never spoke ill will about her. But right. he was just very vague, you know. So for her to tell me some of the things, it, it did. I'm not, it, it bothered me, you know, um, because, you know, the person she was describing wasn't the person that I knew, you know. Right. But so now when I think back of my dad always telling me, like, you know, make sure I'm self-sufficient, that I don't depend on a man. I right. kind of feel like maybe he felt bad because that's how he left my mother, you know, that, right. um, so maybe he just didn't want me to repeat that same mistake. I, I, I don't know. Right. But, um, well, was it in meeting her? Was it awkward for you? Is she what you imagined or what was that like when you first laid eyes on her? When I first laid eyes on her, we just cried and hugged each other. It just, right. we just, it was, it was a happy, I was excited. I was nervous. I was really nervous to meet her. And she was just, you know, this tiny thing. She was like 4'11", you know, Um, very tiny. And she bowed like every two seconds. I had like, like when you picture like, you know, you see on TV, the Asian people when they bow and they say, hi, hi. Like she bowed. I was like, mom, I was like, mom, you don't, I was like, you don't have to do that. It's okay. She's like, hi. I'm like, no, you can stop doing it, you know. Um, But it was, um, you know, obviously it was, you know, something I've been trying to do for so long. And, and many of my friends from back in Alabama, Peggy being one of my girlfriends that you know as well, um, mm-hmm. they were in tears when they found out because they've known how long, you know. Right. Um, and they were so happy. And they even, I believe, shared the story <laughs> as well, you know. Um, of course. So, you know, after she left, um, you know, of course, we still talked a lot and still, um, you know, I would ask questions and, you know, and just learning more about the Japanese culture. Because remember, my father told me I was from Hawaii. And it's funny, all of my school records in Alabama all said that I was born in Hawaii. Even my kids' birth certificates said that the oh. mother has mother and has that I was born in Hawaii. You know wow. where they put father and mother? <laughs> so, right. <laughs> And then when I finally get my birth certificate um, um, from the U.S. Consul, I found out that I wasn't. I was born in Irakuni, <laughs> Japan. So, um, Wow. 
Yeah, that's so incredible. that's interesting. But you know, I some resentment set in after she had left, and mm. you know, and I to feel like um, I was a little resentful because I didn't, I didn't have my mother, you know, growing up, and here I am. You know, I'm 49 now, so I'm I'll, I'll be 50 in May, and and I was 21 when I had my first child, and. Yeah. Was, um then it was important to me then because um my son's father his mother I was in college they wanted me to give up custody of him to them to the, to his grandmother and right. um and I just I couldn't do it because I felt like I'd be doing what my mother did to me you know right um so you or know, what I you thought she or what you thought she did to you what I thought she did to me, yes, I right. thought she just didn't fight, but she, I felt like she just took the easy way. I, I, I guess I just didn't know as a mother, because now I, I started to get resentful, and I, and I was kind of short with her a few times, and you know because, and I had to apologize to her um, after that because I realized that I was being, you know, snippy or you know like. Yeah. Uh, when when we would talk about um, motherly things, you know, as far as because you right. know I don't know anything else but to take care of my children, you know, right. So I felt like you know that we just couldn't relate because she she didn't. She still she was still able to get married to other. T- so then I started, you know, just I, you know, even though I'm an adult, I still have these childlike feelings where I was like, you know, oh well she got married two other times, you know, <laughs> like, right. Right. she didn't try to find me, you know, I'm just, just being, you know, um, and I did. So I was kind of short with her a couple of times and I kind of, you know, said some things like I would say, well, you know, well, I do because I'm a mother, I would say I knew it and I knew I was being spiteful, so to speak, you know, so right. And she would always come back and say, oh, my English is not that good. And I'm like, no, your English is good enough. Like, you know, I live in South Florida. So I speak to people with broken English all day long, you know. I said, right. your English is good. And um, so it was kind of, it, it, it was hard because I didn't understand. I couldn't understand why I was being so resentful. I had to pray about it, you know. Um, right. Because it was such a happy moment and everything. What I've been asking for and wanting for so long. And then to meet her and then to feel um, a little resentful because she wasn't there in my life yeah. and that, and, and that I didn't, you know, um, in the way that I grew, grew up, like I always, um, like I told you, I didn't, you know, um, I always had to try to not, not so much. I always had to try to fit in, but I just always had like a piece of everybody else's family. And I was blessed. Cause I mean, you know, I'm, like I said, I still love them. My girlfriends, right. their, their families that took me in, like I have love for all of them, you know, and um, right. it, it probably wouldn't change it. If stuff didn't happen, I probably wouldn't be the person I am today because, you know, I just love people in general, you know? Right. Um, um, but I, but I did, I, I was very, I, I got a little resentful and prayed about it. And our relationship is better now. We've only seen each other one time in those, we haven't been back because COVID had hit, you know, and she's elderly and um, right. her husband is sickly. So, um, you know, she's his caretaker. So, right. um, you know, it's, so it, I mean, it, it's, but we still speak, but now it's, she texts my younger she texts all the kids but my younger ones they have a relationship with her you know they text each other so um i'm happy that and i told her she's like i said i said i'm i'm happy that my kids feel comfortable to to text you and my son had to do a project and and so he asked her a, a bunch of questions for his project so he's finding more about his culture and um you know so that part of it, you know, I'm happy about because, you know, I don't want them to grow up in any issues, you know, right. Um, right. either. I mean, you know, everything's sort of a melting pot now, you know, um, mm-hmm. in the world than it was um, back when I was growing up. But um, but at least she's trying, you know, so I feel right. like um, 
that she she wants to have a relationship and she's not trying to go anywhere and um so that part of it you know after i got over i think i was just you know still being you know i was being a little bratty (laughs) Bratty. well tell me this truth you know the resentment part is understandable because we have to process things that we've been through and so i understand you as you processed that that resentment cropped up on you but would you still say though that finally meeting and finding her has in some ways helped complete your story and give you some peace is there any peace in this for you oh most definitely most definitely just peace in it because um you know I, w- I wouldn't know i would have never known the rest of my story you know or the rest of my history um or um uh, that i still have family in japan so that's still something that you know i obviously want to do if when things clear up f- for travel you know absolutely um, that you know um and that i finally know you know what you know <laughs> what ethnicity i am you know um yeah. it, it's kind of a side of relief because i i didn't know you know i want my kids to be proud of who they are you know and i want them to embrace, you know, um, all their cultures. And I want them to be able to, um, you know, to be able to, you know, kind of like, I feel like speaking my truth, like I'm telling you, like, I never, like, it's so hard to explain, to put into words, I apologize, but it's, you know, like, you know, I was still that girl, like, you know, that everyone knew, everyone knew I was, Asian or Hawaiian, they never knew. You know, everyone thinks you're just Chinese, anyways. If you're Asian, you know, they don't really know. You know, right. uh, what type of Chinese are you? You know, um, right. But you know, I was always, you know, that that Asian girl. <laughs> you know, right. well, I was saying, I remember, I remember you from around Huntsville back in the day, and I just thought that there, there's an Asian girl. Right. I, I never thought beyond <laughs> you're that. You're a little bit more cultured. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm like, oh, she's Asian. Okay, let's keep it moving. Yeah, but you know, back then, even there was, even though Huntsville had a military base, it wasn't, there wasn't that many Spanish people at that time. Right. Like there is now, you know? Right. Um, There wasn't many, that many, there wasn't a whole bunch of ethnicity back in that time of growing up for me. Not that I can remember. I think there might've been like two Asian people, maybe like four Spanish or Mexican or, you know, whatever. Um, So it wasn't like I said, you're a white or you're a black, you know? And, um, right. I think that that was the biggest issue I think for me was my identity issues that I had, but I mean, right. like I said, I've, but I've been blessed and I wouldn't change anything of that part of it. So to speak, you know, I do hate that I didn't have my mother or my father. Cause maybe my father, I would have been in a better established home, you know? Right. Um, and then you think about like how your upbringing may would have, your dynamics would have changed, you know? Absolutely. Um, so, you know, you know, you ever remember like you're little and you're like, or younger and like, Oh, I wish I had that person's life or wish that yeah. when you see the mother and the father and, you know, yeah, and, um, that type of thing. Um, you know, I, I did. I mean, even, even as adult, I've had that as, as a, when I sit there and I look back and I sit there and think like, you know, when I would stay at, these different families houses and i would say i wish i could just stay here you know because yeah. but no because they, they didn't never made me feel indifferent like they you know treated me the same so that's beautiful but you know it's um you know it's still one step at a time like i said we still haven't um you know been around each other you know as much but we do we we still we used to talk like every single day and now it it's not as much it's like once a week you know Mm -hmm. um or it's a lot through it's a lot through text messaging now um well takes time it's it's, it's new still it takes time it'll it'll continue to grow yeah i'm i feel and i know that it, it i feel i'm glad that it's brought her closer with her family in japan because now she speaks to them like the weekend that I met her that following week, I ended up getting a a box from Japan, like with pictures of my cousins and my aunts and some Japanese snacks and, you know, um, so that was sweet. And then, you know, I turn around and ship them a box of American stuff, you know, (laughs) baseball caps, Miami heat stuff. (laughs) 
bro. You got some thunder in the background here. So right. So you're that's that's great that you're able to connect and um I I, I can't imagine. Have you really have you really uh, you know had a chance to dive into the heritage part yet? Are you planning on diving deeper into your heritage there and or have you already done that? Well, you know, I've always um uh, so I've always taken my kids, well, ex- especially when I moved to Florida. So they, they always have anything that they had that was like a Hawaii, like a Polynesian festival or an Asian festival. Because remember, at the time, I didn't know I was Japanese, you know? Right. Uh, I always would take my kids to these festivals, you know? Um, I always liked, you know, Asian cuisine, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> uh, so, you know, but, you know, I... I thought I was Polynesian. So I used to go, I actually, it's funny because even in Huntsville, I was part of, I don't know if you remember Elaine, um, Van Su- she's Hawaiian. She went to Johnson, but um, her mother, they're Hawaiian. So they had a dance group and we were called Touch of Aloha. <laughs> so we wow. used to dance. We used to dance for like these corporate events, you know? And like, really? I'm, talk- I'm talking about fire throwers, like, you know, the big spring. <laughs> you remember there's a, a, what was it, Penelope or what was it in Big Springs Park? Oh, what was it called? Yeah, Panoply, Panoply. Panoply, yeah. So we performed at Panoply before. Um, but, you know, because even in, even in Alabama, I wanted to know of my culture. But everything said I was, I, it just says I was born in Hawaii. So I joined like the Polynesian there was a you know a small Polynesian group there because of the military base right. and um, so I did so I was in a, a dance group called Touch of Aloha <laughs> so I was learning this whole other culture that right. I ended up not being that part of that culture so and then um, so then when Sorry. I got down here even when I came to Florida remember I still didn't know so I found the Polynesian you know uh, one here and Right. And join them for some of their events, and um, well, that's going to be the title of your book. So the good thing is, I could Tahitian dance. You know, I learned how to. <laughs> hey, the title, the title, the title of your book is going to be Aloha from Japan. Right there. Right, that's the book yeah. title right there. Well, yeah. hey Trish, yeah. take us out of here. Like, what would what would be your advice to someone? who maybe doesn't know a parent, would you, would you encourage them and just give them some pointers on how to, how maybe to approach that? Or what, what advice would you give somebody who may not know a parent and may have those yearnings to know a missing parent? I definitely feel like if, if they want to know them that yes, definitely shoot. Cause you have to have some sort of closure, you know, because yeah. if not, you're, it's going to bother you. I mean, it's every single day of your life. So if, yeah, I would definitely, yes, just you know the internet's a wonderful thing you know and then go with you know your your gut and your instinct pray about it I mean I prayed about it I mean it's something I it, oddly enough I actually felt like my father he because he's no he knew that I wanted my mother and I kind of felt like he had some you know after he had passed and it happened in October and my mother's birthday like everything happened in that month you know And I kind of felt like it was my father that kind of helped that along. But, you know, I would say just definitely pray about it. Um, You know, the Internet, you know, is is a wonderful thing. I mean, even, you know, some of the social media platforms that they have out there. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, also still be on guard because, you know, you might find some things out that you weren't expecting to find out. You know, like I did, I didn't imagine, you know, um, for her to say the things that she did say about my father. And, you know, that was, it was hurtful because I didn't know. And I felt like I had to kind of stand up and defend him, you know? Right. So you have to take everything kind of with a grain of salt. Like you have to understand that there's, it's not going to all be pros. There's, there will be some cons, you know? Um, But I think it's definitely a healing thing in order to move, move on, you know? Absolutely. Um, um, and I think, you know, even some, you know, some stories I've read, you know, you read other, you hear other, other people's stories and, and some end up, you know, great and some, and they, they don't end up so great, but, um, you know, keep everything in prayer and then take everything with a grain of salt and just, just be, um, accept, acceptance. You got to accept what they tell you because the right. only truth you know now is the, the truth that you've assumed in your head, you know? Right. Well, I want to I want to commend you for your courage and strength and you're a beautiful person. And my prayer is that your relationship continues to grow with your mother and y'all can just 
build from here and just just get back some of the that missed time. That's that's my prayer for y'all. Definitely. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And you're welcome here anytime. You anytime you want to come talk and uh, promote business or what anything else? What else you got going on? What like what do you anything you want to promote while you're on here? Um, well, you know, I mean, um, I do have a athletic apparel line that I do. I, it's it's funny. I still work. I work with children, um, okay. um, and in sports. And it's funny because I think because my father never showed up for any of my sporting events is one of the reasons why I give to the community and those aspects. So, um. Um, I, because there's a lot of kids whose parents don't show up, you know, who don't come. And, um, so I'm, I'm, uh, Miss Trish that will show up and come and I encourage them to, uh, you know, read and their grades. They give me the report cards. I take them to dinner. Like I treat, you know, for their accomplishments. Um, and so I also, we have a sporting, so from me doing that, I've met some other people and we teamed up. So we have a sporting. Uh, athletic apparel line called Alpha 7 Sportwear and um, I have a couple of customers actually in Georgia as well um, and that's Alpha but, 7? Uh, Alpha 7 Sportswear and we're okay. on uh, we don't have a website but um, we're on Facebook and on IG well um, I'll be sure to link those in the show notes everybody I want you to go to this site and get some apparel and support this great business but we'll be sure to link that in, in the show notes for you awesome I appreciate that Thank you. Oh, pleasure. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, look, thanks for sharing your time with us. I know you're busy. You you took some time out to share this incredible story with us. It, it's encouraging and it's it's one of it's a better it's one of those feel good stories compared to the, all the bad news we see nowadays in the media. So, thanks for just being transparent and being willing to share with us tonight. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks. That's it for tonight, y'all. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back with another episode soon. Peace and love. Breathe deep. Love hard. i uh-huh.